have with us Stuart Rogers. Stuart, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, it's, it's super to have you. So, so you have a pricing issue. Can we hear about your pricing? <laughs> it's a, I'd like to find somebody that doesn't have a pricing issue is, is what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, you know what? It's uh, So I'm with uh, an e-learning technology company and um, I've been in business about 12 years and um, had, had probably in the last, I guess in the last sort of three years, I joined them about three years ago. Uh, about 12 months into that, we we purposely raised our, our prices to better reflect the value that we we thought we delivered, mm-hmm. believe we delivered. Um, and then about six months after that, we introduced a new product, um, which has its which has some challenges around it in in the way that we've we're trying to envision it and price it. Uh, we can get into some of that in a bit. And um, and now that we're kind of 12, 18 months into all of it, we're now starting to look to see if we've got the right price. Um, and also tr- the new product that we added on, trying to envision it in a, in a bigger light. So so there's a few things that, that you know, that's kind of a big, broad, vague kind of statement. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. So we've got uh, a core product line that's in a highly commoditized market, 1,300 other competitors. Uh, we've got a new product that we've added on to it, but we're also trying to sell it in the standalone mode. And that's that's really the one we're trying to trying to figure out figure out right now. And so, is this new product? Does it have competition today? It does. Yeah, there, there's probably three uh, three sort of potentials potentials for competition. It's kind of blurry whether they're direct competitors or, or just generally alternatives. But uh, in the in the core learning management system, uh, there are reporting solutions, uh, reporting features, I guess I should should call them. And so that they're generally included in the product. So the, the status quo is is always an option for customers. Uh, and then there are um, and there are third-party players, and we've got, and, and we're we're de- we're definitely in that mix. So uh, you can go and buy another uh, reporting solution, and plug it in, and and ours is one of those options. Uh, you could look at a generic BI solution and and plug that in, and then there are some other products that probably fit into kind of an an adjacent mode where you would probably be looking at a a bigger kind of more enterprise kind of integrated, kind of pulling a bunch of information from a dump, bunch of different places into into a different model there. Um, so th- there's probably four different four different options for people if they were looking to do better reporting. Yeah, and, and you say that because you're an expert in the industry. You understand and you should understand what's going on with your competition. Yes, yeah. When you put yourself in the shoes of a buyer, and let's say we're out doing a win-loss analysis or we're just chatting with a buyer who's shopping. Do they say to you, oh, I'm looking at you and this other competitor? Or do they say, hey, we're trying to figure out how to do reporting? Yeah, very, very rarely. Um, they're they're mo- most likely, the, most, the more common scenario is I've used this learning management system and the reporting is terrible and I need something better. So they're coming off the, the defaults trying to find something better. Um, now, they may have may have looked at somebody else, um, but that's not that's not the majority of the cases. I, I believe um, I believe we've we've found them in some way and 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 presented them with a better option. And and they're and they're curious from there. So 
Your um, reporting, does it inter interface with your competitors' LMS systems? Uh, yes. That's relatively new for us. And similarly, you have competition that interfaces with your – competition and reporting that interfaces with your LMS systems. Yes. That, and that's more common, but very – I would say rarely, maybe not very rarely. Rarely are we – you know, may, maybe two out of ten times are we directly competing against them head-to-head in, a, in, a, in an actual opportunity. Yeah, that's actually really good news because if it's only two out of ten times that you're dealing head-to-head with competition, then here's, a, here's almost a sacrilegious thought. What if you said, okay, we don't win those, and you focus on the other eight? <laughs> yeah. E- easy, easy for a product guy to say, uh, walk away from that deal. Harder for a sales guy to walk away from that oh, deal. absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we – and I've said that frequently in the past two weeks because we have changed pricing, and I can talk a little bit about why and what I've done there. Um, but we've changed pricing, and I've got now effectively a lower end tier that that at least on on my paper would compete with you know directly compete with that competitor. Um, and I've said in deals there, you know we'll lose those deals, and I'm good with that. And uh, yeah, that just lands as a thud with people and, and we move on from that so yeah so are are you familiar with the concept will i and which one that we talk about so often i talk about so often when i teach pricing and, and even if you are let me teach it anyway so then everybody who's listening gets to hear this as well okay go ahead um, when buyers buy things they typically first ask themselves am i going to buy something in this product category and then they often go on and say okay i'm going to buy something which one am i going to go buy we see this with cars. You want to go buy a new car. If you're not in the market, you're not in the market. You don't care. Yeah. But once you say, I'm in the market to buy a new car, you've said, will I? Yes. Now you go out and shop for which model, which brand, which version. right? And, and so we're trading off different things for different prices. Okay. How, and by the way, when people do that, they're very price sensitive. That's when you're competing against those competitors. Your customers are price sensitive and we have to battle that battle. On the other hand, there are times when buyers say, do I want to buy your product or not? And here, all they're doing is trying to say, am I getting enough value out of making this decision or not? Yeah. And they are much less price sensitive. And and if what you said to me earlier is true, which what you said, what I heard you say was eight out of 10 sales situations, our buyers are only making a will I decision and then buying or not buying. That's that's accurate. And what that means to me is that eight out of, eight out of ten times, people it, it isn't price that's driving that decision. Now it may be that they've got budget issues, or you know your price is way out of their budget. Okay, I get it; those are fine. But yeah. suddenly we could be talking about how much value we're we delivering. What are the things we can do to help their business? Which completely changes the conversation from how are we better than that other competitor? Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the, I find that's the tricky one, right? So I think that's the piece we're still, and I don't know if anybody ever really gets comfortable that they've got it right, but you know, how do you, I think there's just so many variables. How do you go in and, and say, I don't know, I, maybe we don't have enough confidence around where we think we help, help people, but. Well, let me ask, if you go out and talk to a client, talk to someone that you're trying to sell this to, 
why would they buy reporting? Uh, so the, what we've what we've heard, and and I think this is the piece that we, we wish we would hear something a little bit more quantifiable. What, what we hear is um, generally is that what I wanted to do wasn't possible, or what I wanted to do was a lot of work, and what I see you telling me, at least through demo cycles and sales conversations, is that you can make all that all that pain go away. So you'll either let me create the reports I need to create, or you'll automate it so that I'm not spending hours, weeks, days, minutes, uh, in whatever frequency I need to, uh, or have been spending on it. Yeah, it seems to me, and we're gonna, we're gonna step away from pricing and into product for just a second, if that's okay. Yeah. But, but it seems to me that we're talking, the, the answer that you just gave me is, we have this awesomely configurable reporting system. Tell me what kind of reports you want to create and we'll go create them for you. Where what we could be saying is people who use LMS systems, learning management systems, really need to monitor the following things for the following reasons. Here's the value you get out of monitoring how well somebody did when they took this class or how often they revisit this content, or right, whatever the metrics are that are critical to success for that organization, yeah. you could be driving those metrics instead of saying, hey, we do reports. Yeah, that's, uh, and so there's, you know, maybe, and it'd be fun to have somebody maybe audit my demos and see if I'm, if this is the story I'm actually telling, the one that I think I'm telling, but, you know, we, you know, I t when I do demos, I, I, I try to kind of drive home, you know, look how easy it is, is to use, look at the speed at which you can do things and try to make it look quick and simple and, and I have uh, an automation theme theme throughout it. But I do try and touch on the on the on the common metrics that we're we're working with people to try to uh, try to monitor. One of them being specifically around learning effectiveness. Uh, and people have different um, different things. So I try to drop bits and pieces in there to say, look, here, here's how we're helping people monitor this kind of thing. So learning effectiveness, try, try to. Is, that's always the, geez, are we doing it well or could I do a better kind of thing? But learning effectiveness tries, I try to weave that into the kind of the overall prop, value proposition that I, that I deliver in, you know, during demos and sales calls. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to put a dollar value on that. And, and I'm struggling with this too, Stuart. It isn't is yeah. like there's an obvious answer here. Yeah. Right? But, but if we try to put a dollar value out on that for a second, what if we said you're spending $100,000 on LMS and content and your students, whatever you call your people, your I'll call them students, I guess. That's good. Your, your students are only absorbing 20% of the content in the long run. Now, what if we could make that 40%? What would that be worth to you? What if we could make it 80%? What would that be worth to you? Yeah, I see the I see the difference there for sure. So I don't disagree with any of that. And I see the, I see the difference there. That's the conversation I would like to have. I'm not sure they're on the phone prepared to have that conversation. I they, think the buyer. From the conversations I have, I just feel like and this is maybe this is not exactly where I want them to be. I just feel like they're just frustrated from the pains of the current reporting capabilities. And that's the burning pain yep. that 
they're coming to us with. Um, yes. Now, the underlying root to that, which is why, like, why, why am I so frustrated with reporting is because I can't do the reports I want. I can't prove that students are retaining when I'm teaching them. But they're so far from that that, like, we, we're having a hard time even getting the people that have bought it to that level, right? They're, they're still just trying to get the five reports they want uh, scheduled to run on a regular basis kind of thing, right? So, yeah, that, that stuff we'll, we'll get in time. We're, you know, continuously working with customers to try to push them along to, to get to a more meaningful spot. But. Can you drive those reports? Instead of saying, hey, we've got this reporting engine that does anything. And by the way, it does, and we can make it do anything. Yeah. But, but here are the five reports that you need to go do. Let's go get these five reports set up for you. This, yeah. this makes a difference. By the way, hopefully those five reports will also put your LMS system in a better light than your competitors' LMS systems. Yeah, there's a few of them in there for sure that we can do that kind of stuff with. So I, I want to go back to something you said a, a minute sure. ago. You said that when you're having conversations with buyers, one of the things they say to you is, I can't run my reports. I'm having a really hard time. I can't get these things done. Yeah. Do, do you... Can you just say, well, do you mind if I ask why you're running these reports? Why does this report matter? Yeah, and I've had a few of those conversations with people when I get the, when I get the chance uh -huh. to. Uh, different customers are in different businesses, so they've got different requirements. But, but I can generally kind of get to the root of it. It's a little bit all over the map for some of them. Um, could be just progress stuff. So managers need to make sure their staff get courses done, things like that. Um, could be enrollment numbers or kind of performance numbers of different courses up to different stakeholders for, um, de depending on their business, for people that are essentially paying for those courses. Um, so diff different reasons on, on why they need to get those reports out. Yeah, you might be able, I don't know this, I don't know your business. But you might be able to segment based on the answers to those questions. Right? You're going to want to dig, dig deeper and find out what's really going on. But if there are people that say, I need to get check marks and know that everybody took classes. Yeah. I, I got to say, those are probably not your high value clients. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and, fair and then, point. And yeah. then you have clients yes. that say, I want to make sure that they're learning and retaining this content because it's so important to the success of our business boy, those are the people that are going to be willing to pay you. So you can prove that they're, so with, with reporting, help them make more effective courses so we can drive up how much information students are retaining. Okay, I got it. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a split in our business where, uh, and so kind of a couple different splits, but there's a there's a there's one split where people are training uh, internal. This is nothing unique, overly unique to us, but uh, this there's a split where people are training internal people like employees. Uh, and then there's another split where they're training external people. So we kind of describe them as kind of a customer model. So they're selling training courses. Uh, online training courses and so it might be b2b or might be b2c but that's that's their business and then there's another split the other one is kind of kind of more of your education model where 
they're kind of customers, but they think of them differently because they're students. So it's higher ed or K through 12 models. So they've got a different mindset than somebody that's got a whole library of courses and they're selling them at a couple hundred dollars each kind of thing. Right. So just a, just a different mindset than a, a traditional school. Yeah. And each one of those we could think of differently. How much value are we delivering? How, how can we help them be successful? Yeah. And what's it worth to them when they're successful? Right. I, I would guess a higher ed, and again, I could be completely wrong, but I would guess that higher ed wouldn't pay you more if you could teach students better, easier. They wouldn't care. No. Whereas people taking B2B classes might pay you more for that. Right. If, if I'm subcontracting your LMS system and I'm selling classes and I could prove through reporting that the people taking my classes have 80% retention six months after they've taken the class, guess what? That's a huge selling. Absolutely. Okay. Fascinating, fascinating topic though. I, I, I find this amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. This, these are the things that, you know, the, this is the area where I have multiple things keep me up at night, but, but, uh, Certainly recently, this has been one. You know, you get 18 months into a new product, right? And, and, and then you get to a point where you're like, okay, you hit, your, you hit the numbers the first two times. Now you're not sure. And not that it's underperforming in any way. It's just not quite, it's just going to be a struggle to get to the next level. So now you're wondering, are you stuck somewhere? And so is it, ooh, we're not telling good stories. Is it? pricing is it do we have you know whatever it is right am i missing something is is somebody else distracting them from finding me like is so then you're all over the map trying to (laughs) trying to figure things out so pricing was something that um that maybe prematurely changed but like i mentioned earlier we changed it this week and two two weeks ago i guess and did you raise it or lower it Depends on depe- depends on where you are. <laughs> um, so we've we've got what we believe to be an average deal size, and we have broken it up. And so instead of going from a user based model, we went to a feature based model, um, largely because in trying to get it to a market that we don't where we had historically sold it, buy our LMS, get the reporting, you're good. Now we're trying to sell it. You've got your LMS buyer reporting, and they don't have a concept of users. So are they doing a different way? So us selling a reporting engine in that model didn't work. They were confused. I could see it. Um, the other, so that was one angle we were trying to change, um, but it also made the price grow too quickly. So even, anyways, it just got way too expensive, way, way too quickly for people. Um, so we went to a feature-based model, set it up uh, into three tiers, and the middle tier is the one that I expect to sell the most, and it's priced generally about our average deal size. Uh, the low-end tier, I don't expect to sell at all. Like I said, that probably competes head-to-head with competition. I actually expect to lose a number of those, but we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. And then the upper end, um, we just we've kind of left it a little bit open for sales to try to, you know, get the most dollars out of that one as, as they can. So, so we're testing it just to see how, how it goes. Um, But I think we've simplified it. And I think in some cases, if I came in and said, I had a lot of users, um, 
it would have been really expensive, and in which case now it'll be cheaper. Uh, but we do know there's a couple of cases where the sales team's gone back and looked at some deals that we had lost. They just dis- people just disappeared. Um, and they've come back and said, oh, well, now the price is higher. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yep, okay. So we can deal with those on a case-by-case basis. So there's a few where they're up and a few probably where they're way down. Yeah, so it sounds like you. It sounds like you're heading in the right direction with the pricing. Uh, choosing a pricing model is always really hard. Yeah. In, in software, and you know, users is kind of the industry standard, but it is so rarely the optimal way to price. Yeah, so, it didn't work for us before, so we're trying something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds sounds better. If if I can give you a hint for the next time you revisit this, if you do revisit it. And that is what we try to do as we set up pricing models is see if we can figure out how can, how does our buyer, how does our customer get value from our product? Yeah. And then what is, is there a metric there that we can use to tie our pricing to then? Yeah. And, and so in your case, it might be, and I don't know if this is even feasible, but it might be something like the number of reports you run. That's, it, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, well, not not so much thinking. That's that's what we know, right? So we know the uh, if cust- you know in early days customers get it for whatever whatever reason, however it comes across, and if they're just kind of staring at it or don't have any reports or don't know what they, to do with it, and they never make it work, um, but they just don't have the, the requirements to make it work. Um, but the ones that do, and the ones that have renewed, are the ones that are running many reports on a regular basis. I may mean different things. So we know that is an absolute indicator of something. Yes. <laughs> um, and, I, and I don't want to say the value, but it's an indicator of retention for sure. So they're, they're more likely, maybe even extremely likely to, to renew, retain, stay, use, remain engaged when they're running reports on a regular basis. But we haven't been able to pinpoint yet or get to them yet in a way that helps us understand you have N reports you're running on a regular basis. How is that making you better? And that's that's the piece where we're not getting the right answers or getting clear answers or Yeah, you don't have you don't have that next leap yet that says yeah. what's the value to you of running this report? Yeah. And and you can get that over time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that that's the one thing we do know. Like we, if we can get them in running reports regularly, um, and for different people that'll be a different different scale. Then we know, okay, good. They're they're in. They're engaged. They'll renew. You know, we've got a few customers that you know have reports they can't live without. Can't live without. But but the any digging we've done on reasoning on why that report is so valuable is. We're just not getting the, the story there that's going to change everything for everybody, right? So still digging, still learning. Uh-huh. But that's uh, that's the piece that's, you know, what we what we want, right, is, you know, what would be ideal is we had, oh, we've got 30 customers in healthcare that are uh, doing compliance training and the reports are helping them make sure everybody's got their compliance training done and they're avoiding fines and it saved them, you know, $5 million in fines in the last year. Or the training they're delivering is uh, help them reduce accidents or uh, errors in whatever the you know whatever the department they're in, 
and that's saved them, you know, two million dollars a year. And it's like, like, how much of that can I attribute to reporting? I could probably tell a story about that. And we just don't have anybody yet who's got to that story yet, or a story like that. You don't have anybody who said, because I saw what was going on, I tweaked what we were doing so that we could be more effective. We don't, no. And I've got probably, I don't know, I had a number of customers that are running reports in a meaningful way that, I, that now I probably need to go back and, and push harder now to try to find out what can, how do I get them to the next level if they're just kind of going through the motions and just doing kind of administrative type. Here's, here's the number of people that have done courses over the last week. How do I get them to try to dig deeper and do more meaningful things? I probably need to push harder there, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be something that helps them be more successful. So yeah. then you can tell that story and be more successful. Yeah. Right. One of the things you said about pricing earlier, which I loved, was you said that uh, not sure if we have pricing right, not sure if we're telling the right stories. I got to tell you, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because when we tell the right stories, we get to charge for it. And when we don't tell the right stories, we have to lower our price to sell sell product. Ah, oh, that's discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so this is all about how do we add value, right? It's value yeah. not only in building the product, but it's value in the communication of the customer. How do we decide or how do we determine which customers have more value than which other customers? Right? This, that's what this entire conversation has been about. Yes. I knew this was going to hurt. <laughs> oh, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's uh, you nobody, know, nobody has it right. It's okay. No, I know. And I know. And I've been in product management long enough to know that. And so I know, uh, you know, I know you, if, you, if you talk to 10, 10 people like me, we'd all be in the same boat. It's just never, it's never, it's, it's never done. Right. And so we've never got, we've never got it completely figured out. And so the product manager that wins is the one that's continuously trying to to figure this stuff out, right? And 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 adjusting as as conditions change, right? Yep. So it hurts because it's <laughs> it, this is going to consume me all week and uh, and probably the following week and the following week after that, and and it's just never never goes away. Which which I realize this is my job. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, hey, it's been a blast talking to you. I appreciate your story and I appreciate uh, having a chance to chat. Yeah, it, it's uh, no, I'm glad we had a chance to connect. I know. Uh, uh, you've been. We we tried to do this a little a couple weeks back, and so it was good to finally get a chance to connect. And and I knew uh, I kind of thought about this earlier, and I was wondering. I'm like, ah, oh, this is going to go. This is going to go exactly into where I thought it was going to go, and and it was right into the value, and and that's where it went. And I don't think I biased myself and led it in there. I think that's just that's just maybe maybe where I suspected it was it was weakest for us, and uh, I think this just. Re reconfirmed that. So I appreciate uh, appreciate your time and, and helping me think through that. No worries, Stuart. In fact, I have to say that I think that you kept trying to pull me back to talking about pricing in particular, as opposed to value. But I can't do one without the other. I know. <laughs> so. I know. So Stuart, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye. But thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was uh, great to connect, and, it was, and, and, and as always, it's great, good to hear from you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Yes.